Welcome to Jesus Dates. You know, we hear these stories about how people just open the Bible at the perfect moment and read this perfect verse. And I'm like, that's never happened to me. I said, I've even tried it. I'm like, okay, God, you said you'll provide the verse when I need it. And I read the whole page and it's like the book of the Bible that lifts off Jesus' bloodline. podcast where we meet up to hear stories about how God is moving in the lives of everyday people. Whether God has saved them from a fiery furnace or simply spoke to them in a Starbucks, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. Uh, My name is Andrew Stevens. I grew up just outside of D.C. in the Maryland side, uh, Silver Spring. So So what's the best thing about Maryland? Uh, I just, you get a little bit of everything in Maryland. You get all four seasons, you can get snow, you can get hoodie weather. If you want the beach, it's a couple hours away. If you want mountains, they're a couple hours away. If you want the city, it's right there. If you want the country, you can find it. So I just feel like it's got a lot to offer and there's never a dull day in Maryland. There's always plenty of stuff to do. And what is it about Dunkin' in Maryland? Dunkin' Donuts? It's a it's an uh, East Coast thing and more like Northern East Coast thing. But I just feel like the coffee's better than Starbucks. It's not as burnt. It's When I drink black coffee from Starbucks, I'm like, ugh, this is not very good. I could drink black Dunkin' Donuts coffee all day long. Oh, well, that's special. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What is something that you can say about yourself that they can really understand, like, what type of person you are? To me, I don't see it, but my friends say that I'll do anything for anybody. Um, I think awesome. being... I'm a teacher... And so I think okay. that's part of the the job is I'm willing to put everybody before myself, even if it ends up like exhausting me, killing me, whatever it ends. Um, but in order to do teaching, you have to have yeah. the heart. If I didn't have the heart, uh, my kids would hate me, and you would know it for sure. Yeah. yeah, they somehow know when they don't when they know you don't have a good heart and yeah. those types of things. That's awesome. Okay, so I've asked you to share one story about how God has worked in your life and when. It was just really real in your life. And I guess for you, where does that story begin? I can tell you when I really started thinking about God and Jesus and who it all was to me and everything was in fifth grade. Um, a friend of mine's dad was our pastor, youth pastor kind of. And we wanted to start doing Bible studies with him to work towards baptism in the fifth grade. So me and three other guys ended up doing Bible studies with him for it was probably three or four months and we ended up okay. getting uh, baptized all on separate dates but all by him and oh. everything like that so, so it just kind of came in your head and you're like I should start thinking about this yeah it wasn't this big moment like there wasn't an altar call for me to come up to there was no moment where I was like it's time it just me and my friends were kind of interested in it and our friend's dad was offering and so we took advantage of it and ended up getting baptized on my grandfather's birthday, August 23. I still remember the date because oh, it's his birthday. So. Oh, that's awesome. So you just passed your baptism anniversary. I did. I did from the fifth grade. Well, happy anniversary. Well, you're a math teacher, so how many years is that? Oh, geez. Fifth grade, <laughs> 12. And then I've been teaching for it's been 16, 17 years. Okay. 17 years with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Love it. That could make a good book. <laughs> Okay, so you got baptized. So I got baptized in the fifth grade, and then um, I kind of just went through middle school. I was baptized. You know, you have those, as a kid, as soon as you're baptized, you feel like you have to be perfect kind of situations. Mm-hmm. That lasts all of 32 seconds until a nagging brother and sister gets on your nerves kind of situation. Yeah. 
So I went through, we went through the Bible classes at school that we had, and I enjoyed them and talked about them. Because you went to all, like, Christian schools growing up. I've gone to an Adventist academy, or an Adventist school my entire life, except for grad school. Oh, So that's the only time I haven't gone, and I'm online, so it's not even like I'm on campus. So for those who don't know, like, what's the difference between... Yeah, so part of our curriculum which I think we use as our extracurriculars that that public schools would use, like an art class or a cooking class that most public schools would have. Ours is Bible class. So we discuss books of the Bible. We discuss um, how we feel about Jesus or things he does for us. It gets And it gets more and more deeper as the older you get. So kindergarten is, let's read stories like Zacchaeus and yeah. you know Noah's Ark. And then we work our way deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it's memory verses and doing those types of things. So. Okay. So you get baptized and then you're also growing up with all these Bible yeah. classes. Then I got into high school. Freshman year was kind of tough. Got picked on a lot. It was a rough year, but freshman year for most kids is really tough. You're trying to figure out who you are, where you fit in. You yeah. don't really know your place as a freshman kind of thing. But my sophomore year is when it really took hold. Um, my Bible teacher, Greg Taylor, who just kind of really spoke to me. I just related to him very well. And that's the year I ended up deciding I wanted to be a teacher. Oh, really? So I started wanting to be a teacher as a Bible teacher. Oh, because you were inspired by Because I was inspired by Greg Taylor. And it really hit me hard. I started being involved in campus ministries. Then I ended up running for school pastor my senior year and did all these things. Um, So that's where it started was really high school is when it got involved, like with campus ministries and school pastor and all those things. So what was it about him? Was it just... I just felt like he was real to me. Um, cool. He was the first Bible teacher that wasn't just focused on doing the curriculum, it feels like. Okay. To me, I loved all of my Bible teachers. or I've learned everything from them or you know bits and pieces in here. But Greg Taylor was real to me. I could talk to him. He could tell me real stories about himself. Cool. And he just... He was also my basketball coach, so maybe that helped as well. So I had a really good connection with him, and we just related really well. So I connected super, super well with him, and that's where it came from. And I was inspired to become a Bible teacher. Okay. And then life changed a bit, and I got the opportunity to sub a couple math classes while I was in high school. Oh, okay. So the teacher, instead of giving us worksheets for the day, taught me the lesson before knowing she would be gone, and then I taught the lesson to the kids. And you liked it? And I loved it. Oh. And so I always felt that, one, it would be easier to get a teaching job as a math teacher. So not that I didn't want to be a Bible teacher, but I felt like I could have the same impact. Just. But also be able to pick and choose where I want to go with that kind of degree. So that's how I ended up switching to be a math teacher. Oh, so you fell in love with the numbers. Mm -hmm. And. I liked being the kid that would let the light bulb go off with somebody else. And I always tell the kids, they're like, I can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can. You just have to take a little time to do it. And it's so great to watch those kids' light bulbs go off and they finally get it. Even if it's the smallest thing, it's so great to watch their eyes light up and be like, I can do it. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I've believed in you from the very beginning. Yeah. So so how long have you now? Because then you went to school to be a teacher, a math teacher. I went out to Union to be a math teacher and I applied to Forest Lake Academy, which is a small private Adventist academy in Apopka, Florida. Okay, in Florida, mm-hmm. from Nebraska. And I think God laughs at me because I swore to him that I would the only place I would never work was Florida. No. I hate the heat. I hate being hot. I hate uh. everything about it. And I think he laughs at me and he was like, watch. He's like, this is exactly <laughs> where you're going to end up. And sure enough, I applied on a whim. 
it was on the website and I said, oh, let me just go to one of our bigger academies to get interview experience to see what it's like. Because I had set up interviews for middle schools back home the next week. And I was flying home to Maryland to interview at my old middle school that I went to. And I loved the principal there. I loved everything about it. Still go back to visit teachers to this day. Yeah. And I went down to Florida just for, oh, let's see what it's like to interview at a bigger high school. And I was sitting in a hotel room with my friend Sam Adams, who's been on the show. Yeah. He was living down here at the time, spent the night with me in my hotel room, just hang out. And I get a phone call and it's like, hey, uh, this is Frank Reynolds. We'd like to offer you the job. And I just looked at Sam and I was like, "Ah!" and I wanted, I really wanted to go home and I really just wanted to give an interview to my old middle school just to see what it was like, see if I was interested. And I was like, well, can I have a week to think about it? They're like, how about Monday? And I was like, oh, it it's Thursday. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, all right, that's a couple of days. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to make a decision. So... I called my parents, we prayed about it, we talked about it, and my dad was like, you really want to do high school, you don't want to do middle school, which is true. I love high school kids. And I went in the next day and said, hey, I'd love to take the position, and I've been here five years ever since. Wow, so how has five years of teaching been? It's had its ups and downs. I love my students to death. I would do anything for them, but they're our challenges every year, whether it's students, whether it's parents, whether it's coworkers, admin, like any job, you're going to have issues. Um, it's just stressful because work comes home with me. Yeah. Teaching literally actually never stops. Yeah. I, I've got kids that'll send me emails that will text me. Can you solve this? Can you help me? And I love it. But at the same time, there are days when I'm just exhausted and I can completely understand why teachers get burnt out so quick. Yeah. So I guess where has God been from from your in your teaching years? It's it's been through kids. I feel like I've learned a lot through the kids. I thought I was gonna go in and be this guy that was like, Yeah, Jesus, and like all these lives would change, right? Yeah. And it's been completely different. There's been class periods when we'll have like a worship thought and I'll just take the whole class period. And kids are mm-hmm. like, uh, are we doing math today? And I was like, well, one, do you really want to work today? And two, I was like, I really enjoy this. Sometimes it's more important to talk about these things. And when there's a major crisis happening or like the Las Vegas shooting was really tough for a lot of kids to get through or the school shootings that have been happening. So we could just kind of yeah. take a day to talk about it. And I think the kids really appreciate it. Their point of view is so different from ours that I really have learned a lot from them and sitting watching them worship and the things that get stated up front and the things Mm -hmm. that they go through. It's really increased my belief that Jesus is there and working at Forest Lake Academy and across the nation. So yeah, pretty much I've, I've grown up in the Adventist system. I'm a fourth generation. Like I said, um, I don't have this big story and I hear it from my kids all the time. And I think this is what kind of led me to the stronger relationship with God is a couple kids will raise their hand when we're talking about this and be like, I don't have that moment. Hmm. And and kids look at me and go, does that mean I'm not as close to Jesus or I don't have Jesus? And I said, I don't have a big story. Yeah, I've had my ups and downs. I've gone through trials, but I don't have this big explosion of Jesus in my life. He's just yeah. always been there. Have I had my questions? Have I had my doubts? Sure, but who hasn't? Yeah. And I think the kids relate to that or a lot of kids relate to that because they expect to have this big moment we jokingly were talking about in a worship thought reading the bible and i said you know we hear these stories about how people just open the bible at the perfect moment and read this perfect verse and i'm like 
That's never happened to me. Yeah. I said, I've even tried it. I'm like, okay, God, you said you'll provide the verse when I need it. And I sit there and I'm like, open the Bible. And I read the whole page and it's like the book of the Bible that lifts off Jesus's bloodline. Like what, <laughs> how does that help me? Yeah, and I'm like, like, okay, let me try again. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what I do. I'm like, no, practice, practice. Yeah. Okay, here, let's do this again. And I open it up and it's nothing to what yeah. I need to. And the kids are laughing and they're always like, yeah, exactly. That doesn't happen to me. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's okay. It's 100%. And I'm like, if you have a big story, great. If you don't, that doesn't mean Jesus isn't as uh, strong in your life. It doesn't mean that he's not there working in these small things. Everything that you just shared, it's like weaved with like, yeah, well, then I said a prayer. Like, hey, then I got baptized. And then I had Bible classes. And it's weaved with Jesus all the way through it. Yeah. It's the big, crazy stories that get heard and get told. Yeah. So we start interpreting, well, if... Everybody that I've heard about has these crazy stories. I need this crazy story. And it's not. It's There are real people out there that are just going through their lives and, hey, I love Jesus and I've never had a moment, but I know he's there. Sure. I've had my trials. I've had ups and downs, but I know Jesus is there. I don't need this big hurrah. I love Jesus and Jesus loves me and that's my life. Amen. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So I guess for all the listeners out there, whether they have a big story or not, I guess what's your what's your main takeaway for them? If you don't have a story, you do have a story. It's just not this big one moment. Your moment is your entire life. Make it your own, and that's okay. You're allowed to have your own story with Jesus and who he is to you. Boom. That's what's up. <laughs> podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azriel Post, and this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. Okay, so how does it feel to be a doggy daddy? Uh, it's, it's so great, but it's terrible. Last night, he did not sleep at all. My dog's name is Draco, and he was up every hour on the hour. So it was a rough night last night, but I love it. When I come home, he comes bounding down the hallway to come see me, and he likes to be held like a baby. So uh, my roommates just got a corgi, and so we're about to be puppy parents. And puppy parents. Puppy parents. Oh. And I swore I would never be that pet dad where they like buy clothes and buy these like weird organic things yeah. and here I am buying organic things and clothes for my dog. Yeah, I smelled those dog treats. They smell good. Yeah, the lady told me that she has actual moms come in and buy them for their kids because they have the organic label instead of the Teddy Grahams in Publix or the grocery store. Wow. Puppy parent life. Yeah. Man, I'm just going to start calling you guys the Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs>